When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. Underway, outkick.com slash watts is our location online. Our location this week for all of Outkick is right here on Radio Row Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We survived the Wednesday night. We have made it to Thursday. It means the weekend is here. The weekend is in Las Vegas. The Super Bowl coming up in a matter of days. Chad, good afternoon. A loaded show including C.J. Stroud who will join us coming up in roughly 30 minutes. We're going to bring the energy today, Hutton. Energy is high on Radio Row. Uh, although someone told us it's, it's almost like you can't call it Radio Row anymore because everyone's got cameras Yeah. Uh, now. So we, might, we may need to come up with something different to call it. But we are excited, ready to roll. Great guest list today. And yes, Hutton, we start our weekend on the show on Thursdays. It's always the weekend in Vegas. Certainly the weekend today. So C.J. Stroud is the Pepsi Rookie of the Year. No surprise. He will win... Uh, AP Rookie of the Year later tonight at NFL Honors. It's expected. I mean, we know that, right? Uh, he's coming up in 30 minutes. Brian Erlacher will be with us uh, coming up in roughly 45 minutes. Roma Dunze is with us, uh, Washington wide receiver who is going to be drafted come April. He's later in today's show, plus Clay Travis will be here too, and uh, a lot more. We've talked to several people making the laps. <coughs> They'll swing by and jump in uh, if we can flag them down. Chad, um, big night. Saw Clay. Clay got into town. Yeah. And uh, Donovan and Armando doing great things with the five spot. Charlie yep. had a, a solid show as well. Got to hang out at Colin Cowherd's Dockage. party last yeah. night. Yes. That was oh, fun. Yes, that awesome. And someone told me that I had a very symmetrical gray in my beard. Yes. Yes. Do you let's, agree? Let's get into this. Okay. Um, Yes, I absolutely agree. And there was always I, something I've never about Hutton's way. beard that I couldn't quite articulate <laughs> until someone walked up and said, I'm amazed by the symmetry of the gray spots in your beard. Yeah, and on each, almost, they were like basically saying it's, it's, it's painted. Like I, I did this, like a uh, touch of gray. Time did this. I did not. That's what you should say. Time did this. I didn't do it. This, yeah. has been, this is time. I'm too far to gone to actually uh, go with the just for man at this point. Yeah. Everyone will know the difference. You have like, a very symmetrical face. Symmetrical, thank you. Also, but, but it, also it with plays the gray. into the It was the symmetrical gray. gray is what he said. Yeah. No, it's it, the, the patch that matches the right <laughs> and left on each side on the chin. On the cheek. Sad. It's very, uh, very gray on both sides. It's sad. Pretty soon, Hutton, you know, you're probably, I don't know, by the looks of that gray in your beard, three, four, five years away from being totally white in the beard. Thank you. Will you shave the beard when it goes white? No. Or keep well, it? I'll shave eventually. Some yeah. people like it. Some people hate it. Uh, I don't think anybody hates it. Okay. I don't think anybody oh, hates your beard. Talk to my mom. Yeah, well, I, I don't know that mothers have ever liked their sons having facial hair. That's, that's, that's time-tested. That's always the case with moms. I like to make her happy. I, would, I mean, she's, yeah, yeah certain uh, events or, uh, uh, yeah, big Shave events, tonight. we'll do it. Uh, Tomorrow you show up on, <laughs> shock. on, on uh, no one will mistake me The row, in. it's not really radio row anymore, the row, you can show up and, uh, no, in beardless. It surprised the audience. Chad, Nick Saban, first, let me say props 
Because what the, the, we're probably back in, I don't know, April, May, June. You mentioned the fact that you thought that Saban was going into a swan song year and that he was headed to ESPN at some point, sooner rather than later. And while I thought it was certainly down the road, I didn't think it was six months down the road. Nick Saban is joining College Game Day and ESPN, and he is now the voice of college sports. He is the voice of college football. And he carries a lot of weight with what he says on a weekly basis, what he says on Pat McAfee. And here's my hope that more or less he becomes the de facto college football commissioner in this role because game day controls the world of college football, basically. You have a big noon kickoff, and they're competing. But that set, that, that the historical lineage of college game day, now has Nick Saban. And everyone's clamoring for leadership, even Greg Sankey, even Tony Petiti. They, they are demanding leadership. And the name that comes up the most for that spot is Nick Saban. I think he could play both role, roles and do it on national television on a weekly basis. Be blunt, be honest, call people out, call out the NCAA, call out collectives. Uh, by doing so, you're going to have to do that by pissing some people off. I hope he doesn't care. I hope he takes the Troy Aikman approach. Yeah. Because if he does, it's for the betterment of the entire game because we're going to get the inside access and all the sides are going to want to avoid vitriol on that program, especially from the face and the voice of college fo football. Do you agree? Totally agree. This is the ultimate, and look, I, thanks for giving me props to it, but I mean, anyone could have figured this out on how much sense this makes. It does, but I didn't that think Nick it was Saban's happening now. next role. Also, you've got Lee Corso, who, I mean, let's face it, I, I love Lee Corso. He's an institution. He's already aged out of that role. Um, I, I think the best case scenario is one season with Saban and Corso, and this is Corso's swan song. Yep. And then Saban is in the coach's seat for the foreseeable future after this one year. I would like to see one year where Lee Corso and Nick Saban are on the same set, being yeah, that Corso is a legend oh, he in should the be. business. But it won't be that – it's not like he's on the same set for the duration of the show. Yeah. no, right? It's no. in spots already. Right, yeah. He's, he's moving in and out already. But, no, this was, this was always, to me, the no-brainer media move. Nick Saban in that seat and a voice that carries so much weight – Right? They don't really have that right now. Kirk Herbstreit's the closest thing to it. But, you know, everyone's not waiting with bated breath on what Desmond Howard has to say about the state of college football. No. Or NIL or the Michigan scandal or anything else. Lee Corso, I mean, God bless the guy, but he, he can't do the whole it's, show anymore, right? No. They're having to mix and match where he comes on the show. But he was Nick always a Saban, character. Nick Saban immediately becomes the guy that, boy, this happened last week. When Alabama starts losing, you got to tune into College Game Day and watch Nick Saban and what he has to say about it. He immediately becomes that guy that I everyone's love, going to want to hear from. I love that Reese Davis is anchoring this show. He's because, very good. And Kirk Herbstreit now already carries a, a, a you know a, a, a large platform yeah. with him, but now it's it's multiplied because he's going to be sitting next to Saban. I love it. I just by hope the way, Kirk Herbstreit's only going to get better from this. Sure. I, mean, he's I think he's already good, right? but I think with Saban to throw things off of and those guys talking, 
that's going to make him even better on that show. It's a huge, it's a huge win for ESPN. It, it is a no-brainer. Given the relationship with the SEC and Nick Saban had with ESPN, yeah. it was almost like once he retired, you were just waiting on this announcement, and we got it yes, or last night. Look, it's, it's the biggest for sure, hey, you absolutely do this. Yep. To me, there was no question about it, right? There were so many questions about Peyton Manning when he retired. You know, what is he going to do, right? What's the TV what does he role want for to him? Do? Yeah. Because yeah. he was a guy, though, that I couldn't necessarily say he needs to do this. Right? Saban, to me, always was, this is the spot for him. Studio show, college game day, weekly, big topics, big issues surrounding college football, not calling one individual game. Right. That was always the spot. With Peyton, it was kind of, should he call games? Should he be in a studio? Should Now he's doing something that's an offshoot of that, right, with the, yes. the Manning cast. But Peyton Manning was one that he could have done any number of things, and people would have been happy with it, and he would have been good at it. I'm not saying Nick Saban wouldn't be great at calling games, too. I'm just saying the no-brainer move all along was Saban is going to replace Lee Corso. He so, is going to be the coach on college game day, and now that's coming true. The, uh, the quote that he had in the release, let me pull this up. Uh, it was interesting. So he says, ESPN and college game day have played such an important role in the growth of college football, and I'm honored to, be, I'm honored to have the opportunity to join their team. So that's, uh, they absolutely have played a role in the growth of college football. Saban's going to play the role of where we're headed. He's, I mean, he, um, am I overstating this when I say when he says something, that's probably the path that we go down for the sport? I don't know, I don't know who else would do that. Greg Sankey could, but the vast majority of college football executives, they, they don't trust Greg Sankey in the SEC. They no. think it's, it is ESPN. Yeah, the SEC. And no, the Big I, I think I think his opinion becomes the de facto. It's, he gets to state of the college football world opinion. So he, I don't want right, him to toe the Nick line. Saban, once Nick Saban weighs in on something, that's going to be the dominant opinion, and, and he's going to shape a lot of a lot of minds that that follow the sport and watch college football. Again, it, think about Nick Saban on College Game Day this past year when the Connor Stallions situation breaks. Right. Uh, that's a guy I want to hear from on Saturday morning. That's a guy I immediately think, I I need to hear what he has to say about this, right? There's going to be so many issues every season. And once you hit those big issues, you're going to want to hear what Nick Saban has to say about it. And this is the perfect forum for him to do that. Put him in the interview spot with him and Sankey. Him and Sankey in a room. Don't be too nice, like you said. Let it rip. That's the key. Now, I do not think that Nick Saban is going to go scorched earth on coaches. Um, but there's a way to do it and show some honesty and be authentic and yep. criticize a coach or a program or a situation without completely burying someone. I hope Nick Saban at least does that, and we don't just get a bunch of happy talk about coaches and no real cutting opinions. I, I think he's going to be pretty genuine and honest with his opinions and tell us when he doesn't like something. Well, I mean, let's uh, the entire – umbrella is where I'm most interested to hear his opinion. And again, he can play the role of commissioner without being named that right now. And he's, he's in with Sankey. He's in with Petiti. And that's great for them. Yep. Uh, Herb Street in with uh, Dylan Rayola, advising him to head to Nebraska instead of sticking with Georgia. Interesting quote from his father who uh, 
who said this in an interview with Rivals. When this was happening, I'll bring up one guy's name, talking about going from Georgia and looking around, and you mentioned Nebraska. I'll bring up one guy's name. His name is Kirk Herbstreet. When he saw the smoke <coughs> about Dylan, he uh, entertaining Nebraska, he was like, call me. He's like, dude, if this is true, he's got to do it. His affinity, affinity for, for Nebraska, for a guy like to tell me that, get behind me, you know, I knew he needed to do it. But I wasn't going to sit here and say, you need to go change that place or be a part of a change of that place. So when Kirk told me, you know, I was like, man, I had other coaches reach out and say the place is special and Coach Rule is a special leader. Herb Street affecting uh, a, a lot of, uh, there's a ripple effect to that move. We're talking about shaping minds. <clears throat> Kirk no Herb doubt. Street's uh, pulling what? the levers. He's got his own like Pinocchio about college football and the, and the state of it uh, with, with I, shifting that from Georgia to, to Nebraska. It, here's... Here's why Kirk Herbstreet is right, by the way. Uh, this was the right move for Dylan Rayola. Yeah. This is a legacy maker at a place like Nebraska. When you plug into a spot like Georgia that had won back-to-back national titles at that yeah. point, it's just different, and it's different because of the familial connection. You know, his, his dad and his uncle both playing at Nebraska, the ties to that state, the ties to that school, and the chance to truly be unique in how you turn a program that has been – quite frankly, bad for quite some time now. And I do think Matt Rule is a great college coach, and I think he's going to get it right at Nebraska. And getting the five-star quarterback, that's step number one. They're immediately relevant. He will be the starter, is my guess, this season. There's going to be some growing pains. But you got a chance to really do something special at a place that is special to you and your family. Yes. And I think the value of that, we talk often about name, image, likeness. And I think the ability for kids, which they do now, but now the NCAA is saying they can't, they do it anyways, going from place to place and understanding their value to each individual school. And I don't want to make decisions just based off money, but Dylan Rayola's value to, to Nebraska far exceeds his value to Georgia because of the family connection, because of the, the, the growing concern with the program not being any good and going quite, uh, straight into irrelevance. All of those factors makes it, to me, uh, the, the right decision for him to go to a place like Nebraska. And some people may say that I'm crazy. Hey, Nebraska hasn't <clears> been to a bowl game since 2016. And Georgia, two-time defending national champion, it's not just about the wins when you pick a program. There's a lot of things attached to it. And first off, I'm sure he got paid a pretty penny at Nebraska. But there's so much to it, legacy involved, all of that. I think Herb Street was right to, to shift him from Georgia to Nebraska. Well, he originally was going to – he was committed to Ohio State. Yeah. Then Georgia, then Nebraska. Right. That's, uh, well, and I Ohio mean, State's another great example. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's – we're going to talk to C.J. Stroud here in a little bit, right? I yeah. mean, that's one NFL quarterback after the next. They're in every college football playoff. You go to Nebraska and that team getting to a bowl game this year is going to be celebrated with a ticker tape parade across the state. That's the state of that program right now. So any success is going to be welcomed and loved at a place like Nebraska. And, I, and he understands that, and I, Kirk Herbstreit <clears throat> understands that. I'm sure that there are fans at Georgia that are pissed off. I, I mean, I, that's obvious. Yeah. When he goes back to Athens, it's not going to be a welcoming for him or saving, right? Um, I don't have a problem with this at all. You, I, any... Any analyst that is, if you go Desmond Howard, um, Saban's going to help recruit at Alabama. I mean, yeah. This is going to happen with any like uh, former player of 
your favorite university. And and it by the way, it didn't even help Ohio State. Yeah. It the, actually this one, he sent him to the conference. Right. The, this one it, it, I think he gets a lot more hate if it was Ohio State. He was pushing right. a kid to sure, right yeah. to his alma mater. Yeah. Like, him talking about a place that has no tie to him and saying why it would be the right no, fit. I mean, he wouldn't I, do it if it was Ohio State. I got I got no issue with it. Now, does Kirk Herbstreit probably wish that you know the Rayola family didn't say anything about it and say that <laughs> likely he'd prefer that just be kept between them? But like you, I've got no issue with it. Everybody's got relationships. You know, everybody that works in media, I, I laugh at the idea of impartiality, right? That everyone's just totally, hey, I'm, I'm impartial to all schools, all teams, all that. We're all from somewhere. We all know people at different places. And guys on the college game day set or big noon kickoff, they're the, exactly the same. So if a family yeah. reaches out that they know, they're going to talk about pros and cons. And As they're they going to give their opinion on people they know and the right situation for them. And I, I've got no issue with that. Yeah, and, and I mean, oh, my, Georgia lost out on a great quarterback recruit. You know, like college football got better because he went to Nebraska. Yeah. Like, let's have a more competitive balance. Well, let, let me, so going and back to the Saban. another four or five star. Going back to the Saban deal from yep. earlier. Yep, yep. Um, one a minor complaint some people might have is you now have two Alabama people on set. With Reese Davis and him. Now, it's not an issue because Reese Davis is yep. impartial in his role as the host, right? Yep. So if it was – I would say that that could become an issue if it was Saban and another analyst that were both Alabama guys, yes. right? But because uh, Reese Davis is the host, probably not a big issue. And, and Herb Street, by the way, is known for calling out things he's not – he doesn't agree with. You know, the, oh, just look at his Twitter account. Uh, players that were sitting out bowl games. You have uh, – he was going after Florida State. Going after Michigan, yeah, you know uh, there, he gets into it with fans all the time. There's a lot, there's a lot there. Uh, how about Greg Sankey and the comments made about this alliance with the Big Ten, SEC's partnership? They're calling it the partnership, not the alliance. The alliance failed. Uh, Sankey says it grew. This uh, partnership grew out of frustration uh, in the lack of progress at the college football playoff committee meetings. The quote is, we have all been in rooms with people, big rooms filled with a lot of people. We don't seem to be making a lot of progress on the key issues present in college athletics. Here's an opportunity to slim down the participants, focus on two conferences with the idea that we can introduce some concepts that others can consider and react to. We have a set of pressing issues upon us that merit this kind of conversation. How did we not hear this already from the president of the NCAA? And Sankey is saying, like, let's slim down the participants. What he's really saying is it really doesn't matter if we include the other conferences or not. Everyone's going to follow us anyway. Yeah. Just like all, all the conferences follow the Big Ten State of the Union address at their media days, same way that they follow Greg Sankey, and that's the path we go down. We will see everyone follow this. And you could hate it, love it, whatever. I mean, they're going to get their way. Yeah. They're going to get their way. And I, I applaud him for stepping up and doing this. On the NCAA investigation to Tennessee, the pursuit of some of these particular cases through the enforcement process distracts us from solving the big problems. Shot across the bow. Yeah, that, and that's, that's very well said. And the, he also, this, is, this is not the battle to be fighting right now. The battle to fight is what Sankey – and Petiti are trying to do to figure out a rule system and figure out the future of the sport. There are so many complaints. 
there, there are very few solutions. Yep. I don't hear very many of those. I think it's tough to come up with. Sankey agrees. There's no magical answers. The idea that people out there might think I have a magical answer to the problems facing college athletics, that keeps me up at night. Good. Yep. Let's get down a path where there is some common ground where we see, you know, both sides meet in the middle. Both sides being, and the, they, the collectives aren't against partnering with college football and the NCAA as long as they're included in the conversation. The one, the one group that's not included in the conversation are the players. Right. No one is, I think they have two student athletes at these meet. No one is even yeah, mentioning Yeah, there's no opinion. real representation from them. Uh, and, and their opinions or thoughts on it. That the future of college football is going to be decided by the man issuing this statement, yes. Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti, and television networks. They're going to decide the future of the sport. They have to get together, though, on how to make the sport stay special while embracing a new frontier, yep. while creating rules around the new reality of players are going to get paid. They're going to get paid to play. They're going to get paid to go to schools. So how do we properly regulate it and set up a rule system? I, I've, I've never been someone who's against pay-for-play or NIL since the beginning, but the NFL has rules, right? People say oh, it's, a, it's a mini NFL. No, it's not. The NFL has a salary cap. The NFL has a structure a to, make, to make good teams bad and bad teams good, right? Yep. There's a collective bargaining agreement. It makes the sport fair. And I know that inherently – college sports has never been ultimately fair. There's, there's advantages for any number of programs, disadvantages for others, but you have to lay out a rule book for how it's going to go. Chad, Tiger Woods is returning. He's back at the PGA Tour. For the first time in nearly a year, Woods is uh, back in the, the field. He's 48. He's going to tee it up at next week's Genesis Invitational, an event, of course, he hosts this annually. It will mark the first tour event since the 2023 Masters where he withdrew in the third round. This guy doesn't stop. No. He refuses to go out the way his body is trying to make him go out. Props. No, he I, played I, and finished the Hero World Challenge him. in December. I, I admire him because of you know, everything that's happened to him physically to still be out there doing it. I, I also have to say, I'm, I'm kind of on Charlie Wood's watch right now. I feel like that's the next big yeah. story to come, right? Yeah. We talk a lot about Bronny James, you know, being an NBA player. Reading something the other day where an NBA scout said, he's certainly not LeBron, but he's going to be a pick-and-pop shooter at the next level and a good defender. Charlie Woods could be, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be Tiger Woods. I mean, that's not going to be the expectation, but he's probably going to be a pro golfer, and now everyone gets to watch, watch for that. I hope he does well. You know, we said this going into the 2019 uh, masters that, that I was at. Just one more ray of sunshine. One more glimpse of the great Tiger Woods is what everyone was asking. Yep. They got it in that tournament. Want to see that happen again. I, I don't know that it can or it will, but wouldn't it be something? Hey, we said about Phil Mickelson. No, he was done, and then he ends up winning the PGA Championship. So right. yeah, I mean, now I, his body wasn't breaking down, and he yeah, wasn't involved in a, a massive car accident the way right. Tiger Woods was. you got to walk 72 holes. Yep. You know. yep. um, the other thing that people are intrigued by is what he's going to wear apparel-wise because he, yeah. he and Nike split. That's right. And that ends up being uh, a big – you know, you've got the, the, the Sunday Red, you've got the pullover, the Nike, you've got the Tiger Woods brand. Uh, many think it's going to be one of three, I believe. Um, 
tailor-made Grayson, which uh, is the apparel brand for Charlie, and Footjoy. I, I really I think, think he just does his own thing. Exactly. I, the only thing that makes sense, because when they announced the split, he posted something like, big news coming on this front. And I'm thinking immediately, this is going to be some sort of Tom Brady-esque lifestyle brand yeah. that he's going to be a part of, but it's just a Tiger Woods brand. 27 years with I, Nike. I don't know how anyone he, – he is one of the few you know, sports athlete-made billionaires yeah. that's out there. He, he is a billionaire. I, I, don't, I don't see him partnering with anyone else. I think this is a move where he is starting a company with other people and there's going to be a Tiger brand of, of some sort. It'll that's crush. not associated with Nike, obviously. It will crush. Um, NFL honors coming up this evening, and, well, you've got the three big awards. Uh, every award's going to be announced tonight. Um, let's see. You have, of course, uh, MVP. It's expected to be Lamar Jackson. Do you agree? Yep, I do. Yep. Um, rookie of the year, offense, it's expected to be C.J. Stroud. Yes. Uh, you'll have defensive player of the year, coach of the year, which is intriguing. Um, and then you have defensive rookie of the year. Will Anderson is supposed to win that award. So the Texans would have both. Yep. They crushed it. What a quick uh, turnaround. When you get high draft picks like that and they immediately hit, it can turn your fortunes quickly. And they got it right with the coaching hire, it looks like, one year in. Coach of the year. Oh, by the way, C.J. Stroud, uh, offensive rookie of the year, will join us uh, coming up in, in roughly uh, less than 10 minutes. Uh, Kevin Stefanski is the odds-on favorite. The Browns. I, I don't have. A, I don't have. Yeah, I don't I have a problem that with that. A while back, and that that one, I, I'm I'm fine with Kevin Stefanski. I'd be fine with with Dan Campbell. Uh, I'd be fine with D'Amico uh, Ryan's. D'Amico Ryan's. I'd be fine. Three and with, thirteen last year. I'd be fine with Kyle Shanahan. You know, uh, uh, John Harbaugh. Go down the list of the, those guys yeah. who had the you know the the best seed in the AFC and NFC and had the best seasons. I'd, I'd be okay with them too. Stefanski does make sense to me though. Yeah, Dan Campbell, I feel like, is the vote that many people would go with over Stefanski. But he should win it. I, I mean. I think Dan Campbell is the sentimental they, favorite because of the Lions story and advancing um, to an NFC championship game. Yeah, um, but the vote came in before that, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, Stefanski, though, going through four quarterbacks, and they went into they, they're in the playoffs. Now, it didn't end well. They're playing Houston. But – they made the playoffs with four different quarterbacks. I have to remind myself sometimes that Deshaun Watson is still a player in the league and still on the Browns when I think about yeah. the Browns. Well, they want to bring That's back That's not a Flacco. good sign for Deshaun Watson's uh, leadership and playing with that team that I have to remind myself, oh, wait, they still have Deshaun Watson when you think about the quarterback carousel this year and how much money is committed to Deshaun Watson also. Uh, that, one, that one needs to hit. That one needs to hit quick. Yes, Chad, you hit on the uh, the bets last night at the sports book. Well, um, early on, I, I hit I hit on one that I was you, irrationally angry. We're watching Tennessee LSU, and I bet on Tennessee to cover minus thirteen and a half. The Vols are up twenty three at halftime, so I'm watching the game with Hutton. I'm thinking this is going to be the easiest bet ever. They're going to cover with ease. It was a nine point game with about five minutes left. I, I never it never I, it never felt like LSU was going to win. It, it never was, got that close? No, yes, it did. With three minutes left, wasn't it 13? No, I'm saying the LSU never got close to winning. They got it to nine a couple times. But it was right on the, the line, half point. Yeah, it was 13 with about 45 and seconds they were being left or a minute raced. left. Yeah. yeah. And Tennessee ends up winning by 20, and I get the cover. But um, there's something about placing a bet 
with a person at a sports book. That's very uh, old timey, but I like let's, it. Let's it's get like, into it's like going to the bank, Hutton. Let's get into this. We've talked about this, right? We like to go to the bank and go up to the teller, old school way. I like to interact with them. I like placing a bet with a person at a window. Here's what I don't like: the live line yeah. updates. What? 30, 45 seconds prior to us seeing it on TV in there? They know well before you can see a play and then get on your app to then make a bet knowing what just occurred. Yeah. And they know that a play has already occurred by the time you see what you're watching. That is, like, a huge advantage. So huge advantage for the book. Another slight complaint about They can lock yesterday. the line. Yeah. Well, another slight complaint about yesterday, we're in the, the Bet MGM Sportsbook. Yep. And um, they, they had, they're almost urging you to go to their kiosk, like the app on the kiosk to bet. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, I'm here with you. We're trying to place, I think it was Xavier and Villanova maybe. We're trying Half-time to find line. a game. And they're like, well, these are the only two games we have. But you could probably get all of them on the kiosk. And I'm thinking, what? I couldn't Why bet. the separation? Uh, I, was, I was confused yeah, with that. I, I think there'll be a time where you can actually place a bet at the book and then you can somehow get that money on the app. That should be the way you can do it. And no, you we, can mail it in now. And, and no, it. we did not see any NFL personnel, uh, players, coaches, anyone in the casino. Everyone so. is scared to death about Roger it. Goodell and can by the sleep way, soundly tonight that we didn't see anyone in the I casino. I didn't think about this yesterday. You know why they're scared to death? They have slot machines literally as you walk into this room yep. right up there. And they're not, they're not supposed to be seen with the perception that they're doing something nefarious or uh, affecting the integrity of the league. Yeah. And they have you walking because by. Because everyone knows playing a slot machine well, really affects the integrity. Well, the of, players uh, can do it, right? The but the, um, any per- league personnel, well, you'll see coaches and stuff walking around, yeah. and they're not going to get fired. But, like, if you have a random, I don't know, uh, CF, uh, not the CFO, but you have, like, a, a random, I don't know, uh, assistant to the salary cap manager the or something? The marketing director for yeah. the – yeah, the, it's anyone yeah. in the front office. In PR, like, if you're photographed doing that, they, get, uh, they would oust you faster than if we were photographed with our credential on. Yeah. We sent out a big email about that, too. I think that I have not accidentally – maybe one photo I posted <laughs> my credential on. I've not gotten flagged yet, so that's, that's nice. Chad, what are we up to tonight? Waiting on Clay? Uh, Clay's going to join us uh, here on set – what, in about um, uh, about an hour and ten minutes? hour and ten minutes from now, he's going to be here with us. Hun, we got to find a spot to eat. We are taking any and all um, suggestions for places to eat in Vegas. Hutton has done no mental preparation for being here. And I honestly I just showed up. admire the level to which Hutton is not, he did not Google the hotel we're nope. in, any no of the restaurants here. He's not done a single Google search on anything. He came here open-minded, ready for Vegas, with zero plans, and I, I kind of admire it. Zero care I, I, in the world. I really do. Uh, it, it does impress me. We do need to find a, a dinner spot tonight. A lot of our crew went to uh, Gordon Ramsay's restaurant oh, nice. last night. Nice. Uh, a lot of Beef Wellington uh, was had last Hell night. Hell of a re- reservation. Beef Wellington, the only thing I think of is every Gordon Ramsay show, that's always the most difficult dish for the contestants to make. Is Beef Wellington. On Top Chef or, you know, whatever it is. Not, not Top Chef, uh, Master Chef. All those shows, it's Beef Wellington. Hell's Kitchen. It's one of the trickiest dishes to make. Yep. Hell's Kitchen. Who did we see walking around? Was it a chef that was walking around today? Some reality? I don't know. I saw Dr. Oz. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's, he's here every good, year. Maybe right? he's a good cook. I don't think he's a chef. but What percentage Dr. of people do you think Oz are here around? every year? Oh, uh, That's 50? a good question. No, I would say 70. 70. 
a lot of people are here every year, but I've also seen, you know, some NFL coaches that sprinkle in that you don't see every year. Randomly, a lot of them have been fired, so they're well, out. Randomly, I saw um, Maryland head coach Mike Loxley oh, okay. sitting down for an interview, and I'm thinking that's he, you never really see college football coaches here, and that was just very random to see him I, I, There's on the a, road. a couple of – who are you surprised? Is it, This is perfect for Lane Kiffin. This oh, this, this walking around and doing interviews? Yes. Lane Kiffin is a bit of an enigma because he's not really that – charismatic in person and in an interview setting but he's hilarious on social media yeah he doesn't he's got a he's got a quick wit and he's hilarious but when he's doing a lot of his stuff doesn't come out in interviews right it comes out when he's doing something on social media so but no it it, this this would be a good event for him coming to brian urlacher will join us in uh, roughly 15 minutes or so roma dunze will be with us uh coming up and next hour plus clay travis Orlando Brown Jr. is walking around as the biggest human being on Radio Row. We've got him all and that Cam Newton win the award so far for biggest yes. humans on Radio Row. Grizzly Bear Award on uh, on Radio Row. Speaking of awards, we caught up with one of the award winners earlier. He is the Pepsi Zero Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud. Uh, Chad, it wasn't much of a vote, right? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, man. It may be Pepsi Zero. I can tell you this does not weigh zero pounds. No, nah, that's like I tried to move 50. this over, <laughs> and uh, I pity the gentleman who's carrying this around for you. He's getting quite the workout today. No, nah, for sure. <laughs> you want a trophy to be heavy, though, right? I would. <laughs> I don't want to carry it around, yeah. CJ, but, I mean, I would want it on the mantle. No, nah, I'm going to have it somewhere in the house, <laughs> for sure. Did, did this season – I know you have high expectations for yourself, obviously. Did this season even exceed your expectations in year one with the Texans? Uh. I feel like yes and no. Um, I feel like I had – I don't really have expectations going into games or, like, seasons. I'm more so, like, just want to play hard and see where the where the chips fall after that. Um, but I feel like, I, honestly, like, I did a lot, don't get me wrong, and I, and we did a lot of great things as a team. But I think we left some, some meat on the bone that we want back next year. So, um, you know, we're still motivated and, and really want to do better than we did this year. What – what do you feel like allowed you, allows you to be a big game quarterback? Rose Bowl, yeah. Georgia game. I mean, you rise to the occasion. Uh, I would say just um, really a lot of just preparation. I mean, I really don't waver or change things, and I just try to keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, when the lights go brighter, I just try to execute better. Um, that's something that's got got me home uh, in those big games. You went through uh, 11 different offensive linemen this season. <laughs> yeah. uh, you had a tank that went down. Right, and then uh, Nico is amazing uh, this past year. The the rhythm that you guys, I, I believe it was the Indianapolis game week three, and then from there you went on that run that sparked what was an, an amazing turnaround after a three and thirteen year for the Texans the year prior. What's the momentum like as the quarterback when you're in the in the in the rhythm that you were in? It's amazing, you know. That's that's what being a quarterback is being in the rhythm and making everybody around you better. So um, I really feel like they made me better as a quarterback as well. Um, and about like week two, week three um, was when we caught our rhythm and started really getting an identity on what we wanted to do that season offensively. And then our defense was playing lights out, uh, led by D'Amico and, and, and Denzel and all them guys uh, on the defensive side. So, um, you know, once once you get uh, comfortable with one another, and then we were a really close team as well. And all the close yeah. teams I've ever been on has been the best team. So um, I really appreciate my teammates this year for really having a special year. We were talking with Seth Payne from uh, Sports Radio 610 in Houston right before this, and, and he said 
you are a leader and it's not fake. That you have leadership qualities and everyone around you can see it and knows it. Where did you start to gain that leadership ability or how you wanted to go about being a leader in a locker room? Because I know this didn't start when you got to the yeah. NFL. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a natural Borlinus. I'm in a child. Like, um, I've always been really focused and uh, I've always been mature. You know, I've been mature more than my, than my age would say. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of older people tell me that, so I'm not just making that yeah. up. But um, I don't know. I just think that's something that God put on my heart, you know, is just to um, lead and, and lead by example, but also um, vocally because I think that's just as important. So um, I've been really um, a leader since I've been a child. Like youth ball, I was always the one to break it down in the huddle and to give pregame speeches. And um, I don't just do it just to, you know, have the leader of a captain leader um, or name of a captain or name of a leader. Uh, I really do it because I care about my guys, and I wanted to build that trust this year with my guys on the Texans, and uh, I feel like we got that job done. CJ, you wear your faith on your sleeve, and you talk about it every time you're around a microphone. I know NBC clipped part of that out, and it's kind of an old media adage that, oh, when people start talking about Jesus or their religion, it's a shutoff for a lot of people. I, I think that's sad, and I like that you're not afraid to talk about it. I can guarantee you we're not going to clip it out here on <laughs> yes, OutKick, sir. but it, it is an important part of who you are, and it's something else I can see that's not fake. It's completely genuine. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's how I was raised, you know. Um, I've been really giving God the glory and the praises. I've been a child, and it's something that I, I was always going to do, regardless if people liked it or not, and I'm going to continue to do it. So, um, you know, I, I really am blessed and honored to be able to be in a position to, for people to watch, you know, and th that's what, like, kind of, like, it's funny to me is that I've been doing it for such a long time, but people now are only tuning in because what's hot right now, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, nah, it's still cool. You know, I have a lot of support, um, and I'm not mad about the NBC thing or anything like that. Um, you know, I just, I wish, of course, I wasn't that. And uh, I just, you know, pray for everybody, you know. It's like uh, one of those things where um, it's not in my control, so I can't do nothing about it, but I can just be myself, and that's what I'm going to be all the time. I think that's another example of leading, what he's, the yeah. way he, you've handled this. Well, and you got to say it on live TV, yes, right. whether they clipped it or not. Right. CJ Stroud, up. So the old cognitive test or whatever you, you took, it, what was draft day like for you just behind the scenes? It had to be nerve-wracking. At the same time, you, uh, you took the test, but I, you, you can explain what happened, but you had a headache or something. Um, and they, you, they had already admitted that it wasn't a, a, a great test, right? Yeah, I mean. Uh, For you. I mean, they, they, they said it was not going to be accurate. But the media got a hold I don't of know. it. I don't know. Like, the draft day for me was amazing. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't tripping off that. I didn't have to make any decisions. I was just I mean, waiting to get drafted. So, um, I, and my thing is, like, people always talk about keep the main thing, the main thing, control the controllables. But when adversity hits, are you really going to do that? You know, so that's what I did. Like, I, I did. I put, I put everything on film. I went to the interviews. I did the combine. I did everything it, in my control that I could possibly do. So, um, at that point, man, I was just relaxed. I wasn't really tripping. You know, at the end of the day, like, I did bad or good on the test. It doesn't matter. Like, right. I, I think that test came out for a reason in a certain person, a certain team, or whatever happened. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I'm here now, and I'm not really worried about it. If you it. could go back and do it, would you just not take it? Because that, that's, I how I, that's how I'd feel about I think, it. I think everything well, happens for a reason. Film. You, you yeah. had it on film. No they knew doubt. what type of player you were. Absolutely. Right. So we kind of laughed it off when we saw it, but – but to was, me, when that stuff gets leaked, it was right before if, the draft. If I'm the player, I'm thinking yeah. I should, I just shouldn't take that. And then there wouldn't be an, yeah. a, an ability to leak something. I mean, of like course, that. like my agent, uh, who's amazing, David Mulligetta, um, Of course, he was upset about it, and uh, and I was as well. I wasn't happy that I like 
was labeled that I didn't know football. Um, at the end of the and day, you know like, there was a reason for it getting leaked. Hundred percent. You know, there's a reason about everything in life. Yep. Um, and for me, I wasn't really too worried about it because I put it on film. Like, uh, that's if I was a GM or like a, somebody making decisions, I'm gonna pick the person that I see on film doing what I'm asking to do um, at the next level. So, uh, you know, it wasn't in my control, and I did everything I could do with my control at that point, so I was fine with it, to be honest. I mean, you're, you always put it on film. I mean, it, and, and again, they the, the whole test, that put the, they put it together, they admitted that it was not an accurate observation. Uh, congrats on all the success. Thank you, man. Good luck with all the defenses trying to study you going into year <laughs> two now, too. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm ready for it. You know, I, I really, after like week four, I, got, I stopped getting treated like an NFL quarterback. A lot of shell, a lot of cover two. A lot of just taking away over our explosives, which is fine. I mean, you know, I just MVP at one point. Yeah, man. I, you yeah. got, got that momentum. <laughs> I think, shoot, if I ain't missed two weeks uh, towards the back end with a concussion, I think I would definitely been up for it. But yeah. I think everything happens for a reason, and then I got my whole career to play. You know, and I'm, I'm excited, and I have uh, goals and aspirations that I want to reach, and hopefully that I'll do that one day. Have you taken a peek at the quarterbacks in the AFC now that you join? When we start talking about the great quarterbacks in the AFC alone, you're you're one of those guys now. And it's quite yeah. the list it of is. guys right now that are, you know, one of them still playing in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, that's a lot of respect. A lot of um, people that I, I've been watching since I've been a kid. And, you know, I think um, really the whole league has great quarterbacks, and I think that I can put my name with, with, up with some of them. And uh, I'm excited to go match up with some of those guys next year. CJ, thanks so much, man. Thank you, guys. Check CJ this. out, by the way, in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game, right? Yeah, man. You know, you today that? I'm here with Pepsi, you know. Uh, appreciate this heavy trophy right here. Heavy zero. trophy, man. That heavy hardware. It's fan voted, so you know it's not it's not for fake. A lot of the fans yeah. who support me went and voted, and I appreciate them. And I, I prefer the cherry flavor. That's the one that yeah. I like too. Yeah. That's the best one you best can get. For sure. Congrats. Appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, man. CJ Stroud right, has been our guest. Hot Mike with Hunter Whitmer rolls on here at Outkick.com. Outkicks Hot Mike with Honey Withrow rolls on. Radio Row, Super Bowl 58. Got uh, Brian Erlichers about to join us. C.J. Stroud was cool. He was uh, very cool. A no-brainer for uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, good to see you, man, Brian Erlacher. Good seeing you again. I feel like I talked to you guys. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You've been yeah, over here in this here. golf simulator or whatever. You've been right? on Zoom with us whatever before, too. Zoom. I love Zoom Yeah. when I can figure it out. Zoom's great. How are you, man? Good to see you. Good. How are you? Good to see you guys, Great, man. man. You guys all right? You. Yeah. I like your setup here. This is perfect. Is life going well? Yeah. My kids are all in college. It's great. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Empty nester now. Got rid right? of the last one yeah. uh, in January, so we're good. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Playing uh, a lot of golf. Yeah. Tell us about golf and what you're here with, with, with PXG. PXG's great. So I've, I've been hitting their clubs for since they came out probably eight years ago. Uh, Mr. Parsons a stud. But we're doing this thing where, um, so I'm going to pick the first play of the game. Uh, I say it's going to be a sack. Probably not, probably not going to be, but if you agree with me and that happens, you get a chance to win a uh, competition to win the Black Ops driver. And if you do not agree with me, and if you go not a sack, and that happens, then you get a chance to enter the competition. So I would say go with not a sack the first play, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, if that's I was a, a betting man. Bet. I don't know why I picked sack. Yeah, There's only been one bet. sack on the first play in the Super Bowl. You guys know which one it was? Which game? Um, was it the Broncos? No, that, was a, safety. that was a safety. It wasn't that a sack. was a safety on the first yep. play. Okay. It was Super Bowl ten. Oh, wow. <laughs> so PXG's giving that? away so this, 10, 10 drivers for that fact right this there. This is basically one of those first bet free deals. Basically, you're on a free roll. Just enter the competition, you have a chance to win a sweet PXG Black Ops driver. Why do you like these clubs so much? Because they're unbelievable. They're, they're irons. Um, you guys play golf? Yeah. It's the hardest game in the world. And yeah, yeah, I saw. So 
believe it or not, I don't hit the club, the ball in the middle of the club face every time for some reason. I don't understand that. I try to. They make my, it look so easy. Yeah, they do. The guys on TV are good. But my misses are with my PXGs a lot less sprayed, I guess, with my with my okay. PXGs compared to other irons, maybe. So if you're, are you in a, are you a, a B player, C player, if you're in the foursome? What a, what's a, a? What's, what's an A player? What's a B? <laughs> well, what's, I mean, what's the handicap of a B player? The, the a wasn't an option. My handicap that's is, you're playing with. So my handicap is two. So oh, yeah, you're an A. You're I'm a, okay. You're an A player. Well, it depends, depends on if, if I'm playing with two or players. Pitchers. I'm not an A. Yeah. Are, are you as amazed that Tiger Woods is still going to compete in tournaments? I love it. I mean, I, I love it. Too, growing up when we grew up, well, you guys are probably about the same age I'm in, 35, 36. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Tiger was the man. Tiger was the man back then, and he's still the man. And anytime I get a chance for him to play, it's amazing these days. Uh, have you been around him? No, I never met Tiger. I, I was at the on the tee box with him at the Medina Ryder Cup on a Tuesday, but he was he was in Tiger mode, so I didn't get a chance to, to say hi to him or anything. The the game today versus your sport, totally different, right? The football game today, yes, totally different. It's just different. Like the, there's no running. Like the running game is so different so now. So what? Why can't the offense score? <laughs> have defenses figured out the boot game? They, they're getting better at it. I mean, it's a, it's going to happen eventually, right? They, they always catch up, and then they always get the new innovations yeah. and stuff, and then they, they catch up again, and it goes like that every two or three it's years. 16, 17-point games. I know. It's great. It's good. Well, for you, it's great. I, I, don't, mean, I mean, they're boring for me to watch. I don't like games like that, but that's just the way it is sometimes. I not uh, anybody anymore. I don't know how the DBs can play defense. I, 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 I struggle with <laughs> I this, right? Like, I feel like every generation gets softer, right? Like, we're softer than our grandparents. For okay? sure. Like, the greatest Thousand generation, yep. way tougher, and – People 100 years You're before right. that that, you know, didn't have, have heat and air, and they're tougher right. than we are, too. Are, are you, you know, 36 years old, yeah. as you are, right? <laughs> yeah, 36. Happy birthday. Are, yeah. are you, yeah. do you feel like you're tougher, that your generation is tougher than today's players? Definitely, 100%. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah, okay. you, I'm, I'm glad you said that, though. Yeah, I didn't say it. You did. But, yeah, yeah I just, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, it's just the, the game's changed. You know, they're making it. Uh, the, the, there's a, a rule that drives me crazy when a guy gets a sack and they call roughing the passer. How is that possible? Uh, How do you get a sack, or a penalty, when you griffing the passer on a sack? How is that even possible? Does that make sense to me? I also don't feel like there's a, a big onus on practice in today's game. Well, they've taken away and the time being eligible practice. for practice, yeah. the time uh, uh, available. Yeah, um, but that's not the players' fault. I feel like fault. being at practice yeah. was a bigger deal when you were playing, was it? It was. We, I mean, I liked practice, so for me, I wanted to be out there, and I felt like if I was missing out, I was going to get behind. So I, I don't know if that's a mentality, but they're not putting as like the, the rules they have now are different than when we played as well. And there's a lot of walkthroughs, a lot of meetings, which I'm, you can play longer that way. You know, your body stays healthier. You can play longer. It's all about being on the field anyway, right? They want these guys healthy. Yeah. Your, your Bears are kind of in a weird spot. Yeah, they are. I, I feel like it's uh, it's almost purgatory it's, <laughs> right now. Yeah. But this is what they're coming to. Running it back, it looks I like. I don't know why Eberflus returned. Yeah. It, it, and they he's got rid coming of half back. the staff. But the sta- stadium Wait, issue, are they going to get staff? a new stadium? I don't you know, know. That's. Which, Offensive staff or defensive? Well, offensive staff. I, I saw a lot of coaches. I mean, even offensive. during the season, even halfway well, the team coordinator had some issues. I, but so, I'm something saying like they've turned them. over a lot. I don't know. So uh, here's what I'll say. I, I don't watch them very closely. When Once the, he started calling the defense and once they traded for Montez Sweat, their defense got different. I, well, they, yes. they, were, they went this direction. They got takeaways. They got sacks. They had to be in the probably top five or ten of the defense the second half of the season, which he's a defensive head coach. they got to be good, right? Offensively, I don't know what they're doing. It's it's um, DJ Moore is a beast. I like that guy. Yes. He, he's done, he get does him the football good. more. I agree. Get him 25 times a game. Um, 
but I don't envy their position right now. What do you do? I mean, and everyone's like, is is Justin Fields? Do you cut him? Do you trade him? I'm like, well, I don't know. If if, if you're still asking that question, do you blame question, the coaches or do you blame well, Fields? That, well, I mean, that, you that's can't part ever, of the, the you tough can't question, blame right? the players. No, you have to fire the coaches. That's <laughs> yeah. the only clear answer. You have to fire the, the coaches. Well, so it's okay. not the players' fault. If they trade him, right, and they go with a rookie, with Caleb Williams, yes. I don't know why you're. I mean, if if they have a losing season next year, he's fired. And you yes. have a rookie. You have a rookie quarterback yes. with a new system. You're exactly you right. I don't know. Ah, so you're right. Are they sticking with Fields because of this? I don't know. Well, if you stick with you Fields, you have, you have to pay him then. Because if you keep him, then he's going to be up in two years. You got to pay him, and then they're going to pay him the two hundred million dollars that these quarterbacks are getting. Right. No. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. But I also don't want Caleb Williams going into another uh, another system a year from now, I which hear is you. going to happen. Unless they win right away, I mean, but if, so so if they draft Caleb, they have to they have to understand that hey, this could be a one or two year project. We got to give our coaches. Right. They got a new OC. We got to give them a chance. Right. You, you have to think going that into the. That's not this league now. It's not. It's right now. Everclose is aged out. Well, we just talked to we just talked to CJ Stroud. Uh, All right, well, CJ Stroud's a oh, good example. It can happen in year one with a new. The Bears can the, the Bears get lightning a in a bottle him, and make it work. The Bears had a chance to draft him last year, by the way. They had the number one overall pick in the, in the draft. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Remember that? When oh, they had yeah, the number one yeah, overall yeah, pick they and they didn't take anybody? Anyway, they could have drafted him, but that kid's unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's really, really good. <clears throat> but they got they got some weapons down there in Houston as well. Does he, it make he made it? Everyone they won better. three games he, prior. He made everyone better. He's great. I'm, he I'm, made everyone better. He's great. He did. You would know this because you got your pulse on, on the Bears fans having spent so much time there. Does it make it tougher that the Lions are actually respectable and, <laughs> and relevant right now that the Bears are, as I said, stuck in sort of this purgatory? Lions are good. Yeah. I, I don't understand what the – I mean, we, I think people saw this coming. This wasn't a surprise, right? Last yeah. At the end of last season, they got really, got really good. They beat Green Bay last game of the yeah. year. And this was not a surprise. And the, the surprise to me was them losing that game to San Fran the way they lost. Oh, 17 point, was 17 point lead, something yep, like that? Yeah, it was 24-7. Oh, yep. man, that was, uh, I mean, the players are probably more heartbroken than I am, but that was, uh, that was a tough one to watch. Um, so, the ba- you spent your entire career in Chicago. Yes. Looking back on it, are you like the last of a dying breed doing that? Oh, it seems that way, right? It's hard to, to stay with one team these days. Even quarterbacks are bouncing around a lot these well, days. And a lot of players now are signing one-year contracts. Because because the market moves so much, right? I, I think I would I, you, you see in the NBA, but our contracts aren't guaranteed in the NFL. So if you, you know, say, say you right. sign a one year deal and you don't get as much guarantee as you'd like or you think, and you get hurt, and you're out for a year. It's 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 hit or miss, right? I um, it's tough to stay with one team with free agency and the amount of money that's being thrown around for free for free agency. It'd be hard to stay with one yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a value in that. You know, being associated with one team. For the rest of your life. Agreed. Where you were always just a Chicago Bear. I think about this with college players today. Yep. Bouncing uh, around school portal. to school, you know, you don't <sighs> get that association with one school. Now, they could argue, hey, I'm making money at NIL of these different places, and now I'm associated with two or three different places, right? But it just doesn't feel the same. It's, and there is a lifelong value if you're associated with one place. I'm, pr- I'm definitely proud that I played with one team my whole career. You know, yeah. it, has, it goes both ways because they had a lot to do with them. I played well, but they also redid my contracts early, so I didn't get a chance to be free agent, which was nice. Um, but the, the NIL thing, the guys changing teams every I'm – like, I'm like, I thought he was there. Oh, no, he's playing for them now. It's just – it's, it's Well, you're a Lobo agency. and a Bear, right? That, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's where you went. I'm a Levington Wildcat, New Mexico Lobo, and Chicago Bear. Now, that, that's if, it. Three if you're a New Mexico good. Lobo now – Mm-hmm. And you're Brian Urlacher. 
Yes. You're going to be getting hit up by Alabama and Ohio State and everyone else to the come, transfer portal to come over there and play well, for seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, but they might not think they, they might think the level of the competition I played against wasn't very good. I don't know. There are guys mm-hmm. that have made the jump up that are studs like do, you were in college. I'll tell you what would, I do. I do like up. the guys that go from the smaller schools to the bigger schools. Yeah, I think the portal is good for that reason. I, I, right there, I like that move. I do also. too. Or the fifth year guys who transfer who get their degree and they go to a different school. I don't mind that, but the, the, to go for the pure money, which I have a hard time saying it's bad because these guys probably didn't grow up much anyway, so it's nice to get a yeah. payday in college. I mean, look at the billion-dollar business it's, that is college football. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. The NCAA is going to make their money. Oh, yeah. It's good to see the and kids they don't making want, money. I, I agree. I agree. I, I like that the kids are making money. I just don't like the portal. There's got to be something yeah. to keep them in place we for a while. We need a leader. We need Saban or someone to step up. Oh, how great would that be? He's going to ESPN. Uh, but I think I was saying he could be the de facto commissioner now. He could look into a camera and speak to college football he every could. week. For real. I hope he does. That'd be great. I didn't think about it. He's because he has such a big I, weight. He's. Got, I hope he has. I love Bill Holmes barred. He, he, Chad, you're right. He's going to hold back some. He will. Let's let's see it. Let, let him rip. I would love it, man. Is, is Corso still going to be on there as well? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah. for yeah. one year. One more. I year. think the best best Oof. case scenario Limited, is though. this is Corso's swan song, and swan they get song. one year together, I like and then it. Nick Saban is the coach on the set. Gotcha. From, from there, moving forward. That'd be good. Corso's Herbie's done a good job with Corso the last couple of years. Um, I don't know. I think the assumption would be football was your favorite sport, maybe your best sport. You were basketball. Four, you were a four-sport athlete, right? I was, but basketball was my favorite. But I was better at football, obviously. I'm was, amazed at how many people play professional football that say basketball, basketball. is their favorite I know. sport. Yeah, because we all. Well, I'm not, this is not going to sound right, but football was came easier to me than basketball. So football or basketball and basketball is more fun because you just go play with your buddies on the weekend. You can't do that in football. Yeah. You got to get pads yeah. on. You got basketball. You just pick eight guys and go play pickup down the street or six guys, whatever, and play two on two, whatever you want to do. Football, you can't do that. You're, you're hurting yourself on the street. You're doing something that's not going to be good for your body. So it's just, it was just easier and more fun. See, I, I'm looking at this going, man, I wish I would have played all four that I could have. I didn't. Yeah. Well, no one does now. Well, the all, coaches all, were like all the kids competing against each other in the hallways. They, yeah, they would. You, rec- you, I was recruited in the hall. Really? You said you've got kids I in college. Sucked. I was like, I well, I'm sure you, you saw specialization starting early yeah. and earlier with kids. Oh yeah, in you're right. You're exactly right. And you know, my, I was ridiculed my, if I went to practice for another sport. Really? Yeah. Damn. No, we just it was understood that when, right when football was over, you go to basketball. Right when basketball was over, you went to track or baseball. That's just that's what she did. That's that was the cycle that we ran in high school. Everyone did it. It's crazy. I played, I played football, and there were baseball players that were on the football team that lost positions, legit, just because they were playing baseball in the spring. Did you go to a what? small high school? I swear. Well, 500 kids. I mean, Total? It wasn't small to me. Yeah, it's pretty small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty small. My hometown, like, I think 8,000 people in it. But, yeah, it, was, uh, it, it wasn't very big. Not a lot of kids to choose from for sports either, so we all played everything. You still in Arizona? Yes, love it. Golf is my favorite sport right now, by the way. You get to play a lot of it in Arizona. A lot. Five, four or five <laughs> yeah. days a week. Not yeah. right now. The weather's terrible right now. Chad, what's the website here? You know it, Brian. Uh, can you explain what this one? Oh, PXG. Yeah. The golf. Yeah. I just told you at the beginning. Oh, oh, you don't yeah. but before we oh, let you go, can you, can you explain this? Because we can't really get any details don't say it again. on it. Don't worry about it. No, what is, what, <laughs> what is Live PGA, uh, the merger? Like, what exactly oh, does I don't it know mean? what's going to happen. I, I feel like know. there was an announcement, and then nothing and happened. Then, and then they got the and money. And then Live continues to take PGA players. And I'm thinking, I thought you guys merged. I'm not sure what's going on. What happened? They've merged, but they didn't want it to be Public. illegal. So now they have the investors who are getting money. This is my theory huh? from the Saudis. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've all, the lives always been Saudi money. That's just what it yep. is. But right. um, but it was also the LPGA gets money from Saudi Arabia. The they all get money from Saudi Arabia. But the Liv, Liv, every, Liv is yeah. more open about it. Yep. And these players make a 
lot of money, which I think is great. Um, they got to merge, right? They got to get back in there. So, but the, now the PGA players are saying they don't, there shouldn't be an easy pathway back for those guys who left because they got rewarded for leaving. They shouldn't get rewarded for coming back. But maybe you all should have left if you got off. Yeah, it's it's going to work out well for those that left. May Rom, I, Rom got 500 mil for three years. It's dude, great. Everyone's getting back. Can I toss out one more theory? Theory. Conspiracy. I believe. Conspiracy corner. I believe the Saudis will have an NFL preseason game after we see other sports. Other sports are already going over there. In Saudi Arabia? Yeah. And I think, they're, I think they're going to pay the top players to play in the preseason individually. Oh, well, it's not their decision. It's not the player's decision. It's the coach's decision who they want to play, though. Okay. It's not. You're right. Um, well. They're also complaining about field turf and grass. And you think they're going to get True. turf out of the league? No. The owners can do oh, whatever. Oh, it's too easy and for them. Yeah. Gonna, if you're funneling the money in, it'll cipher down. Hey, follow the money. All you got to do is and follow the money. And they will want Mahomes and, and uh, Burrow to play in the oh, preseason. That would be a good preseason game. Yeah. But if they played, Sorry. what, 10 snaps apiece, it'd be great. I don't know how far down the line this is, guys. It, it's going to happen. Super conspiracy. I like this. This is fun. Yeah. Brian, you thanks sound so like much, my man. wife. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate you. She's yeah, very conspiracy driven as Dude, well. Always. <laughs> thanks, guys. No, well, this is light. Uh, Brian Erlacher, always great to stop by. Chad, coming up, we've got, um, let's see, Roma Dunte. Yep. Just around the corner. Orlando Brown Jr. Play Travis. Coming up, play Travis. Headlines. It's going to be a big final hour of the show. Uh, all the hours of this show are big, but this one's especially big. Straight ahead on Hot Mike. <laughs>